everyone to another episode of uh, Your Allies, Vos Alliés. And today I'm with uh, Darlene Salome. And I uh, can't wait to hear about her life and uh, anything that she has to tell me, anything she'd like to share with me today. So thank you so much, uh, Darlene. I just want to say the very first time we ever met, I just want to say this really quickly just to give people an idea. The very first time we met is when we did the um, Polar Swim together. The, yes. It was a few years ago. Uh, yes. And uh, what I remember most about it, because I'd been doing it for several years, every... Like just in the beginning of December, like usually the the second, third, first or second week of December, we do a money rate uh, uh, fundraiser for um, um, Enfant Soleil, and um, this time was really special because we had francophone women, anglophone, one immigrant. And a couple of Mi'kmaq girls too, so that really gave like a, a gave a real good uh, representation of the Bédéchala. So, so, yes. so now you. I really enjoyed that day because uh, it was so spontaneous of me, and all my friends that know me well, um, I'm very spontaneous because um, I enjoy learning, you know. And I heard about. The, the polar dip two days or a day before and I got excited because I know the polar dip going in the water extreme like that and coming out is medicine okay. you know because um, it shocks your body and then you get back warm you know so it's like a, a natural medicine and Sheila was doing it so yeah. I thought if she's doing it I'll do it she's a friend of <laughs> Sheila, Sheila Gideon is a friend of yours huh that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, any question? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, tell me, just tell me a little bit your background, because I know you're originally from Gascapigiag. Now yes. you're talking to me from Montreal. So, tell mm. me uh, what happened between all of the <laughs> between Montreal. Guess that's a lot to uh, in a. That's a in, lot to endure, especially <laughs> when you feel like you're alone. And when you're suffering from uh, severe PTSD, um, and if you don't have uh, know how to control it, um, it eats you up and then you feel stuck. And when you feel stuck, it's not a good place because you don't know who to call. You're embarrassed, you're ashamed, you're sad, you're depressed, you're a lot of things. And you can't seem to remember... Um, all the good things that you've accomplished in your life. And me, I'm not the type to uh, count how much I did. Um, I've done a lot because I wanted to break that cycle with my children. And um, this is why I moved to the United States with them so I can find a way to break that cycle and allow them to uh, have opportunities for an education and um, little that these people knew that um, I come from a rich uh, family tree very strong and my little uh, seedlings um, 
grew up with ceremony and um, all the cultural, traditional. Uh, we lived in two worlds. Um, to them, their world was the United States, okay. you know, because my oldest left when he was only three and my daughter, Nicole, left when she was only not even nine months old. I think it was a, no, I know, because I celebrated that day, September 24th. Okay. That's when I left, when my daughter wasn't even a year old. Wow. And she wasn't feeling good. She had a cold. She was all stuffy and everything, but I didn't worry about it because I could feel that I was doing the right thing for them. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so every time someone said, you can't, um, my parents always showed me that you can. Okay. And by my me going to my parents, because they're my editors, they're my elders, they're my spiritual elders, they're my teachers, um, they're my teachers like a mother and a father, a friend, you know, companion, <laughs> a, a reminder like my children were reminders for me. So you, you went know? back to your yes. parents were in the States and you went to be with them? Yes, I, I, we, we grew up here in the, well, not here, but we grew up in the U.S. for about, um, geez, a little over 18 years. Okay. And because of my situation, we, and singing and just going and going and going, um, we lived like uh, military people okay. and I didn't mean to do it. It was just a mama bear taking care of her cubs, okay. you know, and finding, uh, assessing our situation and creating a safe environment so they can be themselves. Okay. When uh, I came back home and I struggled with, um, with uh, the Louis um do you call that when uh, when you go somewhere else? Culture shock. Okay. Uh, I suffered with culture shock, and I was sad a lot because I missed home a lot. Okay. But I accepted that fact because I was doing my job. Mm -hmm. I was breaking those cycles okay. uh, and become a better parent for my kids mm -hmm. and give them that opportunity, you know? So you were in Geskapigyag, and when your son was three and your daughter was not even one, you decided to move back move back to the States because you grew up in the States? No, I no, grew up in Geskapigyag. Okay. okay. I was always in Geskapigyag. Uh, all my teachers are Geskapigyag. Um, I grew up in the 70s where Geskapigyag was family, Okay. you know? your auntie or your friend's auntie was also your auntie. And if you didn't listen or you disrespected an elder, they would, uh, they would let you know. Okay. Okay. You know, they didn't, uh, if you see an elder unpacking their groceries from their, uh, trunk and you're 10 years old and you don't help, they're going to hear about it because the elders are going to tell on you. And then when you get home all happy, it won't be happy anymore because you're going to be told, right? Okay. You just put your eyes down and take it. 
Okay. Because you know you were wrong. Because yeah. it's the way they taught you, right? So, yeah. So it's like the community raises the children. My community raised me. Yeah. Everyone in that community, older than me, in my generation and older than me, raised us. Okay. That we were, we are, or we used to be the youths of Gaskabegia. And therefore, for them, we are their future. Mm -hmm. We were their future. And now I'm at that stage where I just turned 50, which is crazy because I turned, I was born on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. And I turned 50 on Indigenous Day. <laughs> and then in September 30th, I was asked to do uh, a presentation on my music and my truth and reconciliation. Nobody else's mine. It doesn't belong to anybody but mine. I saw it. Mm -hmm. I took it. I felt it. I healed from it. Mm -hmm. And I grew from it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here. Mm -hmm. Still taking care of my self-care needs. That's amazing. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's so hard when you have everybody against you. And, you know, you're trying to be the voice you know, because when I went back to the Canada in 2012, I brought back my son, okay. Moen. He's my baby boy. And uh, I was relieved, but I was also disgusted on why I left there. And I became very sick again. And I, um, I stopped eating. And to me, see, a lot of people will eat when they're depressed. I can't because I get grossed out. So every food I eat is disgusting. And I just want to, you know, yeah. but I know what to eat as long as I eat. Okay. You know, people think today that I'm not eating, but I have took uh, Charlene Campbell. I took yoga. I took... Uh, physiotherapy. I took all those things because I've been dealing with a lot of uh, um, historical trauma, which created a lot of uh, chronic pain. Okay. And then I was hit by a drunk driver while I was riding a four wheeler and it injured my tailbone. Oh no. And because of my parents being that showing us and allowing us to listen or teaching us to listen or hear or touch. Mm -hmm. They were able to teach us that, you know, um, there's always a way out. Okay. There's always a way out. You know, there's always someone out there that listens. And I'm lucky because um, when I went back, my, my best friend, Poopsie, Brenda Kondo, being the joker that she is, you know, we've known each other since we were in diapers, probably days after we were like months after each other, you know, because her auntie was my godmother, Gertrude. 
and she was only 13 when she became my godmother so she must have been playing with me like a barbie doll <laughs> yes, though, you know so just from her doing that for me at that time and that moment i've carried that forever and it molded me to the person that i am today you know so when brenda saw me you know she didn't know anything about me Okay, you'd lost contact? You'd lost contact? Uh, you'd lost contact? Because I, I moved to the United States, and I, I had Facebook since 2007, and I didn't even use it till 2009. Okay. I was like, oh, that's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> now it's my podcast. Okay. <laughs> but it's amazing on when you find your words. And you finally believe them because people can tell you this, this can, people can tell you that it's remembering how to see it when you were a little kid, okay. just like my parents saw it in me because I was their constant reminder. They don't want me to be raised just like they were. Okay. You know, okay. but to me, there was a residential school in uh, uh, an Indian day school in our community and it wasn't pretty. And our elders don't talk about it because uh, they've buried in the ground. There was a day school at Gescapigyag? There was an Indian day school in Gescapigyag. What yes. does that, what does that mean? Tell me what a day school, Indian day school. We didn't is. go to residential schools. Okay. Only a few people went to residential schools. Okay. And the only reason why we didn't go to the resident, my parents and grandparents didn't go to the residential schools is because the nuns and the priests were at our, uh, in our community already. Okay. Yeah. With their okay. whips and their chains, but you know, it's all good because my parents and my grandparents, just like me learned how to heal from it okay. through singing. Yeah, I'm, I am so lucky to hear Buffy St. Marie when I did, you know, and once I heard her, it was like she took away all that sadness and not understanding and anger and pain and hurt and anxiety and trauma only at seven. You heard That's her? That's the only reason why I watched Sesame Street because she was on it. Okay, so you heard Buffy St. Marie for the first time when you were seven. I remember her. I remember her. <laughs> she, yes, yeah. I heard her when I was seven. I still remember it today. My memory is so good that I think this is why I've struggled so much and in and healing because I remember all the good things, not all the good, things, but I remember a lot of painful things, you know, and that's why now I'm on, I'm here in, uh, in Montreal, you okay. know, because, um, when I went to, uh, back home in 2012, I had to, uh, break my family. My two oldest were, decided to stay in the United States 
And I went back home and uh, stayed with my cousin Wanda for about six months until I received a home. But when Popsy saw me, she asked me to go to her house. And because she didn't know what kind of state I was in, because I can hide it. I'm a good hider. Okay. Well, that's where that stoic look comes in, you know, and that fake smile. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that fake smile, so many people believe it. And they, they, they either leave you alone or not, you know, it's up to them. But I went to her house and I remember opening her door and her husband at the time was standing on top of the steps and he he had a a beer in his hand. (laughs) And because I've been in part of singing and ceremony for such a long time, they were, they, he hid it. He he jumped at first and he hid the bottle. And I'm like, what did you do (laughs) with They're like, well, we didn't know you were coming here. I says, well, you invited me. I'm here. Hello. And I went to school with them. And I grew, I grew, I went to school with Jojo um, and Roger Bernard. And I also, uh, I grew up with Popsy. She went to the French school and I went to the English school in Richmond. And um, I remember going out back. And her son at the time was like three years old, Kit. And he's the reason why I got into mental health. Okay. Because my parents always taught us that we all have talents of our own, right? Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to play with our talents and be nosy with them, like Inspector Gadget. You know, Mm -hmm. remember Inspector Gadget? Yeah, I remember. The 70s was awesome. I'm from the 70s. <laughs> Remember the Dukes of Hazard? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Dukes Daisy of Hazard. Yeah. I'm sorry for saying that, but no, she it's is. okay. You're allowed to say anything you want. <laughs> A podcast is not, uh, is not uh, there's no body that says you can't say, you can swear, you can say whatever you want on a podcast. It doesn't I'm matter. not allowed swearing because my granddaughter, Millie Millie Dodge's swear jar is getting thicker and okay. thicker. So <laughs> she, we made a bet that, um, not a bet, but I told her that I would stop swearing because I am her Giju and she's with me every day. I haven't been with them in two weeks since I got here. But, uh, they live in Montreal? Yeah. They live they, huh? live they live in Montreal? Your granddaughter lives in Montreal? No, they live at home in Yuskabegia. Okay. But um, because of my self-care needs and being uh, triggered in three days, I knew I had to leave because I raised my son and... No one in the community knew who he was. And because of his proper English speaking, it's not his fault. They all went to private school. And the best thing about this private school, I didn't have to pay for it because I was a resident. You know, so they met people all over the world. Really? Because of my singing, they met people all over the world. But tell me... yeah, And because of my singing and because of my the way my community and my family taught me, I created my own community in Brownfield, Maine. 
and in Freiburg, Maine. Okay. No, I had my elders. I had my spiritual elders, which we met when we would sweat lodge or uh, mm-hmm. women's group. Okay. Um, women's group was always fun because I remember one day I went over there and I've traveled all over New England. I even almost went to um, uh, New York City because okay. I get lost a lot. Okay. Map is my best friend. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was like. Tell me, tell me about your uh, your skin singing. Start from the beginning. Yes. When did you when did you really start singing? And uh, like I I understood that you were seven years old. You heard Buffy Saint Mary. She sparked something inside you. So I started singing every night after that because I wanted to sing like her and I liked the way she made me feel and I started drink uh, singing about anything and my favorite one was the uh, remember that move uh, that series Fame Fame yes of course I can yeah. I th- I'm thinking of the song and my head's going <laughs> yes. Fame I there was a woman that in there I can't remember what she was uh, her. I remember what she looks like and I remember where she was sitting and she was singing something about when the moon shines of a broken heart. Okay. And my backyard, my, my backyard is the bay. Okay. Is the, the end of the Gascapegiat River that starts from St. Anne that goes through to 299. Yes. And it, and it opens up right by the uh, sweet grass fields where our elders okay. used to. Pick. pick the grass yeah and i used to watch the fishermen <laughs> and at night i would see the moon making her way by and i always uh, sang to her that song because i i really had a broken heart and because everybody in my house even my parents and my community they had a broken heart too you know because they just wanted to bury everything and they couldn't even help us. And they had it hard in the reservation going to school there. But I think it was worse when you went to school in Mariah Catholic school or Richmond Catholic school, because the teachers didn't have to hit us or, or beat us because they taught their children, their students how to beat us and call us dirty Indians. I remember everything. Mm -hmm. I remember the feeling. I remember the pain. And, And I think that's why now I'm not angry. I have a lot of things to be angry for. And because of my singing allowed me to give back to creator and say thank you for sending someone like someone so short like Buffy St. Marie, but has the energy that's the size of the world. And she just gives Mm -hmm. and you can tell the way she sings. It's like, she doesn't care because she had enough, you know, Mm -hmm. and our paths crossed so many times. And we, I didn't even realize it until I processed, processed it and thought about it, you know? I'm like, please, you know? When I went to go do my recording in, uh, in, in Maine, mm-hmm. the guy that did the re- was doing the recording, he traveled with my good friend, Leah. 
And Leah is an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. She's my best friend, my best sister. She's my hate hippie. <laughs> my my uh, granola my horse keeper you know she's my smile and she's a lot of things you know and she was there when i finally met buffy saint marie you met her oh yes yeah wow i had a dream and i was supposed to go to three of her con- two other of her concerts but because of my situation that i was in I couldn't go. Okay. And I remember I was in Brownfield and I had me and my friends had put a sweat lodge together. And I was thinking about her because I was supposed to be in Tobik for her concert. And uh, I was really sad by accepted it. I mean, I'm not going to let it depress me. I've been in worse situations than that, you know. Mm-hmm. So my boyfriend at the time, um, and I only went with guys because I think I just wanted to please my mom because she couldn't understand the 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 human mind and the body and creation, mm-hmm. you know, because I am supposed to be me, right? Yep, yep. And so I went with this man, and it was not good at all. And But anyway, he called me, and he said, are you sitting down? And I told a white lie because I wasn't I have I have hypertension and people mistake it for ADD or okay. ADD, WXYZ you know? mine is just hyper tension okay. you know and I know this because I've taken over 14 different type of mental health classes okay training oh you know? cool I developed mental health. I help develop mental health first aid for First Nations. Oh, that's great. With six other communities in Canada. Hey, that's that's wonderful. Man. That's you know? wonderful. So it's like every time I did ceremony, this is yours, creator. Because I know he knows where I'm leading. And... A few weeks ago, you know, my my singing, because I lost my house. I lost my son. It started in 2014. And then in 2018, my house went, or it was 19, 2019, in a fire. Oh, no. It, It could have been avoided. It could have been avoided, and I worked really hard, and I watched my son disappear right in front of me. And with all this training and no help from my coworkers, you know, I I just got lost a little bit. And my house went down, and that button, enough is enough, just went up. The second time I saw my house, I even still have the video. And I see it every time I look at the video. The second time I went to go see my house, it was like a half hour after I got there. And the posts were the the frame of the house. They look like fingers because that's all you've seen is the, oh. the, 
the frame. And no, yeah. it's a good story. Okay. Don't be okay. Sad. okay, I won't be sad. I'll wait till Don't the end of the It's a good okay. story. Okay. So when I got there, my daughter was there with me and the girl that claims that I was dating. I didn't know what I was thinking. I was in, uh, not in the right state of mind, you know, because I was already fighting my son and for the help that he needed. Mm -hmm. It's hard when even the judge don't listen to you when you have a professional mm -hmm. helping you. And when you see that professional speaking for you and you believe her words yeah. and they don't help you because of the human rights. But I can't understand you know, because this is the way I am. I think about it. It's just the way my dad taught me, you know, because right now we're in the north end of the medicine wheel, which is winter, color of red, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the direction for yourself. Mm -hmm. And because we are the bear clan, the bear hibernates and we celebrate, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, because of him and the teachings of my parents and all the people that I know in my life that made into family. You know, when I first met him, like mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. were my Nita, you know, and eventually you'll be my Abit. <laughs> and then eventually you'll be my Nkwejic. And that's how I am, okay. you know? Okay. So, I looked at the fire and I knew where my smudge bowl was. And I knew how much medicine was in that smudge bowl because it, I didn't own it. It, it was owner of other people. It was passed down to pass down and passed down. Mm -hmm. So I saw my house and I seen the red tape, uh, yellow tape. And I saw a smoke that was like, you know, when it bubbles, uh, it went up like this from the ground okay. where my smudge bowl was. Okay. And it blew up like this okay. and it went like that. Okay. And then my first thought was, it's in creator's hands now. Okay. And that button, I've had enough. Enough is enough. I wasn't angry. It was more like, See, I told you, I told you, and why couldn't you help me? Mm -hmm. You know, and in a mental state, my both my hands went up and was giving them the finger, mm -hmm. you know, where they were sleeping mm -hmm. in their house, nice and warm, with all the money they're making from our community mm -hmm. for themselves. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to hold it together, you know, mm -hmm. blame, mm -hmm. misunderstanding me, misunderstanding my son. No one knew my son. I didn't even know my son rapped freestyle. I only found out when I was, when he was 17 and he was already in his psychosis state. The things that they were making my son do, I dare you, I dare you, I dare you. 
And the last conversation I had with my son when he was, before he was in a psychosis, I remember coming home from work because I worked with kids who live and deal with trauma every day. And it's not their fault. And it's not their parents' fault. And it's not their environment's fault. It's the people outside that put all that stuff inside. Not in just inside us, inside our spirit, inside our mentality, mental mentality, inside our heart, inside mm-hmm. our spirit, inside of our, our emotions, our medicine wheel, right there. Mm-hmm. And how can you heal a medicine wheel when you're constantly reminded when you step out your door? They're not getting help. They're not getting help. Just last June, Brig, I went to Quebec City thinking I settled and assessed everything. Everybody was fine. Next thing I get is a message from my daughter and all hell breaks loose again. So I don't understand, you know, why pick on me? Because I'm not angry. I'm disgusted and I don't like carrying that feeling. So I sing, I sing, I sing, I sing, I sing, and I sing. And it's your therapy? It's your, uh, it's It's the way you get through? It's not my therapy. It's my voice, my real, my medicine wheel, my, my spirit that just wants to cleanse. I just want to cleanse. And why do people have to bully other people? Why do they feel bullying their children when they know how it feels going to school every day? Mm -hmm. I've watched my best friends pee their pants because a school teacher wouldn't let her or he use the bathroom. I've had a friend who's non-native who peed her pants because she was afraid to ask to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She cried so much and she's still healing from it. And she had to move away with her kids and I don't blame her. And her mom was my hero and still is. Mm-hmm. You know? And she's mm-hmm. my hero. Kit's my hero. Kit, man, you just have to understand, you know, like my friend just came uh, a few weeks ago when I kind of blew up my Facebook live and she heard me and I haven't seen her since the Sundance, you know, so she heard my spirit, my, her sister's spirit, which is me, mm-hmm. you know, like I can hear you yours you know because that's how sensitive we are Mm -hmm. we're taught real young to use our senses Mm -hmm. we're taught real young to use the water Mm because we didn't have sweat lodges the water the river the rain was our sweat lodges okay was our teachers the land the stones Mm -hmm. of our grandfathers They've been used for thousands of years before even anybody swam across European, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. 
they call us uh, all kinds of names. You know, I remember I didn't get insulted when they called me squaw because I know what squaw means. And yes, I am an indigenous woman. So thank you. You know, I don't, I'm not angry with them when I first went into their school in Mariah mm -hmm. because uh, I couldn't understand what they were saying when they said, look out, la savage. I don't know what you were saying. What hurt the most is when you pointed your fingers at me and laughed at me and my siblings, my cousins, my friends, the youth of Gescabegia. I was there for two years and I couldn't handle it. So they brought me to the Richmond Catholic School. It was worse over there. But that was English in French in, uh, yes. in Maria. It was in French and then near Richmond, it was in English. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so when I went to school, when I started working for uh, the social services, and it was funny how they approached me. I mean, I've always wanted to work for the social services. And uh, um, Fra Francoise Gideon, yeah. she's known me since I was a baby. Mm -hmm. She helped give, um, find a right place for my daughter because of uh, the situation I was living in. I was protecting myself and um, protecting my two other children. Mm -mm. Um, so I thought I would give my uh, my my third child, because I didn't have the energy to take care of her, I thought I'd give her uh, to someone that can give her an opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. Everybody thought that my kids had the best opportunities and... <laughs> wasn't like that my kids know how to penny pinch yeah. you know they know how to survive in the woods because I did that I gave them what my parents gave me and then some mm -hmm. from the things that I've learned from my friends and my em enemies because I took what they gave me forcefully mm -hmm. processed it with the medicine wheel that I have since before I was even born, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I used my mother's teachings and my surroundings teachings. Mm -hmm. I assessed my situation for my family mm -hmm. and I gave them everything possible. You know, not money. No, no. But once a month when I got my food stamps, I get them uh, Oreo cookies instead of store brand and they loved it. <laughs> Tell they me about like your kids. How many noodles anymore or craft dinner? But that's my fault. <laughs> well, I saw a picture of your your you with your son in Montreal, just uh, just recently. And uh, how many kids do you have? You have at least three. I have uh, a stepdaughter. I've had her since she before she was two. Her name is Brittany. She's she's somewhere in California right now. Um, I give her her space and she knows it. That's what I do with my kids. They know it. Mm -hmm. They know they can contact me any day. I'm right there. Mm -hmm. um, she has five kids, I think, but they're all living with the, the grandparents because of her mental health issues and what was done to her and her PTSD mm -hmm. and her addictions. And then I have Gipu, my oldest. He's my rock. His real name is Ashley. And I gave him that name because my best friend, when I was 10, 
his name was Ashley. And he crossed over uh, into the spirit world when he was just a boy from uh, Oh no! And when I was pregnant with my son, I knew, I knew from the time when Ashley was gone, I knew that uh, when I have my first son, uh, this is the name he would carry. Okay. Okay. And so I remember doing the parade with uh, the, the, oh, my daughter's okay, hold on. texting me, sorry. I knew the time uh, we were parading and um, I saw a little Doris, I call her Dick Diddly D. And uh, let me just turn that off. So you have a stepdaughter and a daughter and a son? I have a stepdaughter, two daughters, and two sons, five two sons. kids all together. Okay, wow. Big family. My youngest is uh, Moeen Cheech. Oh, he's a good teacher, especially about mental health and about fight. Okay. I left uh, Gescabegi. I was planning to come to Montreal for my self-care needs. And um, because of the triggers that I experienced a few weeks ago, uh, my oldest daughter, I was uh, working at home because that's where my office is. My eldest daughter got attacked by uh, a dog, a big dog. Oh no. And it was, it was traumatizing because I get triggered easily and it's not my fault. You know, it's what was done to me. So my body and my mind, uh, jump you know yeah uh, at anything and how is your daughter how is your daughter that was attacked by the dog how is she now she she was traumatized for a couple days and then the next day i thought because i haven't been out for a while um i don't deal with chronic pain anymore because i do yoga i do stretches i do charlene kempo Good. you know i do all of that excellent and it taught me how to breathe again. That's another type of anxiety. There's so many levels of anxiety. And they think the worst one is when the chest starts hurting and you can't breathe. That's not the worst. No? The worst is not being able to breathe. Okay. Because okay. you're like, <laughs> and it stops. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But I can breathe now. Okay. I haven't been able to breathe, but I can now. So okay. people need to yeah. wor not worry about me. Okay. I know how to assess my situation. Okay. I know how to create an environment. And the only reason why I went to downtown is to face my fears again. Okay, you're, you're, you're challenges. okay. There's something about downtown that uh, scares you. No. There's something about going outside that scares me. Okay. Okay. I feel like I'm a target, but that's what PTSD does. Okay. You know, uh, you could be the strongest person in the world, like Will Smith, mm -hmm. you know, signing those pieces of papers with an X calling it his signature. Mm -hmm. Christ, if I would have known that, I would have been signing my name everywhere and would have been making a lot of money. 
you know i've been singing since seven and it's uh my my uh cash payment is when someone comes up to me and says they have no idea what i just sang but they come up to me and say your song did this yeah your song did that yeah. your song gave me this yeah. your song gave me that and while they're saying that i can feel it because what they're telling me is real and it's coming from their heart right absolutely their so your song is this yeah your song is that mm -hmm. and after oh, i great. left before i left my community you know at the day after my granddaughter got attacked i went outside with my bare feet and that, that, I didn't even think of me. And I've done this before with, for my girlfriend, a dog went up to attack her and I jumped in front of her in between them and I caught him in the face and I was so shocked and it was a golden retriever. Okay. I don't know how quick I got across, you know, I yeah. just, like Dukes of Hazards when they went to slide jump across. In the car, jump into the car when they go into the car. And I think that's what I did because I blacked out, Okay. you know? Okay. And when I came back to, I was the dog, I caught the dog like this, okay. you know? And mm -hmm. we were just getting my car. So, yeah, that's that's how things work, you know? So when my dog, that happened to my granddaughter, that switch went on. I didn't black out. I just saw his teeth. I saw the fear from my granddaughter and I heard a scream that I never heard before. Mm -hmm. And it's scary when you hear your kids scream that scream. Because yeah. you know their screams, right? Yeah. And you know it's nothing, right? They're just being sooky and wants mama or daddy's attention. You know, Kipu has a scream that sounds like a girl when he was little, and I knew he was hurt, you okay. know? Okay. So I ran out, and I ran in front of the dog, and I chased it away enough for her to get in my house, my nesting place. Mm -hmm. And when I went to go back... He, it came to me like five different times and my old, my whole head, my hand is in the, his mouth, jaw, bottom jaw. Okay. But this is what PTSD does. It does. My hand was in his jaw thinking this way. My other one was thinking it was on the other jaw okay. and I was ripping it apart because I'm, Jima bear, Giju bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking care of her babies. Whoopsies. Yeah. yeah. Or sukwis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or whoever, you know? And then I don't even remember her coming back in. Mm -hmm. I called the cops, made a complaint. I know who owns it. It's my nephew. Okay. So one thing after another, the next day, it was cold for a few days, and that day was nice and warm. I took a, my water suit that I borrowed from my ex-girlfriend. Frig, it was expensive. So I utilized it. 
A water suit? A water suit? What's a water suit? What's a water suit? You know that when you go skin uh diving and you wear okay that okay a wetsuit like a wetsuit wet okay a wetsuit okay man it was expensive yeah so what i did is i cut it apart and this is my mom's fault <laughs> i come up with the craziest stuff and it's my mom's fault you know your mom's ramona i watched her bead i watched her make things she always told me oh if you see this look at it and tell me about it when you get home and then we'll make it into ours you know <laughs> so i cut these uh pants these uh the wetsuit the wetsuit in, in in like a pants style and now i can go out and do my self-care okay. and walk my dog okay. you know so i did that and I go to the powwow grounds. You know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, can spot run. <laughs> See spot run. And that's his name. Gayakam spot. Deltuguit. It's got a megawatt name. Short for spot. <laughs> I still have no idea where his spot is. But yeah, they gave him that, that name. So you uh, you sing. You do a lot of um, like sweat lodges and other ceremonies. Uh, you speak Mi'kmaq? You spoke Mi'kmaq at home? Is because uh, we weren't allowed speaking English or uh, French. Good for you. Good. That's mm. good. <laughs> so you speak Mi'kmaq. That's great. So you've really got a lot of your culture. You sing in Mi'kmaq. Also, you sing in... Uh, you've really kept a lot of your culture. And that's also thanks to your family and your parents your, and your community. Yes. And my singing is like, um, I keep adding on to it. Like uh, the lullaby, Sebigwai. Um, my kids wrote that. Okay. My kids wrote that. Gipu wrote it first. Okay. From me seeing who he is. Okay. I just put it down on words. Okay. Then Nikki came along. Did the same thing. I saw the words through her. Okay. When I was singing Gipu's part of the song, okay, which okay. is Ashley, okay. his his spiritual name is Gipu Eagle. Okay. Yes, yes, got um, that from my mother. Mm, mm, mm. He was three months old when he got that from my mom. Received mm. the name, okay, and then uh, then Moeen, Moeen was born. Moeen. I remember I had to go back home to do some self care. Uh, and that's when I met up with uh, Francoise again. I used to watch her, okay. you know. And Moeen's my fourth child. Okay. And to me, Moeen is a gift from Creator. Okay. Because he knew I never wanted to give up a child. Mm -hmm. But I had no choice. Okay. You know, so Moeen, no matter how he was conceived and how it came to be, he was meant to be born. Yeah. Look at him now. Man, can he outsing Quentin? Oh, yeah. Yes, and it's real. It's real. It comes from our ancestors. My great grandfather sang. My great great grandmother, great grandmother was a composer for the church and sang in Migama. My grandmother Amaki sang. My grandmother Maggie, uh, uh, Maki, Alma sang. Um, my mom, when you hear her speak, 
and you see who she is, like her spirit through her energy and her words, mm -hmm. you see an elder. Mm -hmm. But when you see her sing, yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, um, when my grandmother was pregnant, uh, when my great-grandmother was pregnant with my grandmother, my mother was also in the womb. Okay. When my grandmother was pregnant with my mom, I was in the womb. Mm. When I was pregnant with my daughter, my grandchildren were in my womb. Okay. And that's how the blood is so strong. Okay. You know? And all you need is a little pinch. It doesn't matter if you're quarter blood or whatever. I have a friend, uh, she crossed over in 2014. She was my best friend, Candace Gray. And she used to call herself Pink Girl. And I, I couldn't understand why it baffled me. And I don't like things baffling me because I turn into <laughs> Mrs. Gadget. <laughs> Trying to figure so, out what's going on. Yes. And then I'm like checking out every little crack and corner. And uh, so finally, when she said that, I says, you know what? What does that mean? And she goes, well, I go to your community. I'm a sun dancer. I've seen everything. You guys are all indigenous and I'm German. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. She's five different races. And I'm like, right. You're not a pink girl. You're a lucky girl because there's no discrimination in your family whatsoever. It took five different races to create someone amazing and beautiful like you. And you know what? She's in the sweat lodge every time I'm in there. And she's sitting right with me right now. Because, right. and that's why I don't miss her so much. I miss touching her. Yeah. And where you know, did like you... I miss touching my kids and grandkids now. <laughs> I'm a touchy-feely person. Where did you, know? where did you know her, pink girl? Where did you know her? Uh, she pink... was my kids, uh, she was my kids, look who is, auntie. Okay. My best friend. Okay. She was my friend. I okay. met her uh, while singing. Okay. So do you still sing? Do you sing with other people? Or do you sing only in the sweats? Or do well, you... When I, do you sing? Uh, I sing in the shower. I sing <laughs> in the subway. I sing. I sang on the bus Donna Augustine's song. And I didn't realize I was singing it loud, but it felt good. <laughs> Well, because I'm on a healing journey right now, and mm -hmm. that song, that specific song, is very important to me. Mm -hmm. And it's asking Creator to help us dance in our traditional way. Asking Creator to help us sing in our traditional ancestral way. Asking Creator not to forget us in our own way 
And everybody has a creator, God, whatever. It's just a different name. Mm -hmm. We call creator, creator, mm -hmm. because they created me. Yeah. They created this cool sweater I'm wearing <laughs> and this shirt that belongs to my auntie Margo, okay. who is a survivor from the residential school, okay. who lost two, three children. They're all in the spirit world. Mm -hmm. You know, I go see her. She's my favorite auntie. She's, uh, she punched me in the belly once because I used to go visit her and bring her some cigarettes and some beer. And I didn't do it for a couple times. And when my grandfather was sick, I'm sitting, standing there waiting to see him. And she walks right in front of me. And I thought she was going to give me a hug. And she kind of <coughs> real fast on my belly. And I kind of leaped over like this. And she gave me a hug. And I was like, Ugh. And she goes, as for not coming to visit 